Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. With me back today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, man, got plenty of things to talk about today. But plenty. before we jump into it, got my man on the podcast with us, John Sapp. Yo. And uh, Sapp, tell them where they can find you, man. If John W. Sapp. Instagram, Twitter, I don't really use it, but Twitter. <laughs> Facebook, you name it, I'm on it. Name it and claim it. Twitch, I am on Twitch. I have no doubt. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of this, I have no doubt. Of this, no uh, doubt. Yeah. So uh, we got John on the podcast. We are in our new studio today, and um, you know we that we have a phrase around here. It's don't ever let people become comfortable with anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're changing yeah. things like crazy around here. Um, but I think we'll rock with this one for a little while. Looks good. Feels good. So I like it. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate uh, John putting in some hard work for us and getting it all ready. So appreciate you, John. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> yeah, so if you're watching us uh, live on Facebook, if you got questions or whatever, drop those in the uh, in the comments. We'll try to we'll try to get to some of those if they're uh, on topic. They're not on topic. Maybe we will. If not, we. Yeah, maybe we won't. Yeah, maybe we won't. So, <laughs> so yeah, man, we're uh, we're excited coming off a good weekend, <clears throat> and uh, man, I, I was just talking on the phone to somebody. Just, I mean, literally before we came on the podcast, and uh, they were like, "Hey, um, is there like a hundred new people in our church?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know about a hundred, but there's a lot." Um, he was like, "I was standing in the hallway Sunday, and I was like." I don't know that person or that person or that person or that <laughs> yeah. person or that person or that person. If, if everyone came the same time, it would be something It'd be, be something. a sight to see. Yeah. So yeah, we, uh, man, it's, it's really cool. It's been good, man. Just kind of connecting with people and, and all the new faces that are showing up and, um, it, it's exciting. It's an exciting time right now. And man, shout out to the team, the staff, everyone's doing such an amazing job. Growth track is rocking. We got some new people rolling through, you know, I really like the new growth track model. Um, for those of you that maybe you're unaware of TC or some of that, how we do some of the things we, our assimilation process is called growth track, how we get people plugged in to the church and, and all of those things. And <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, we went from a four week model to a two week model and it's been just uh, super helpful. I mean, we're seeing people get plugged in. It's been good. It's been helpful for yeah. us. I like. It. I think our people, our people like it. It's one of those things where something we say we say kind of internally a lot, but you know, we uh, we do something even if we do it for a while, but we always want to analyze it and then adjust if necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think growth track is an area we did that, especially you know, being that we've been in the AMC. You know, now we're portable, so it's not like we have access to yeah, yeah, rooms yeah. and stuff like you would exactly. at church, even some people do after church. So that's caused some of it. But um, I think this would have been a good move regardless if you we were portable. I agree. Um, right. Definitely. But but nonetheless, it's been it's been um, it's been cool. It's been fun. It's, it, it is cool how when you become when you get pushed into into seasons of uncomfortability how it makes you forces you to analyze stuff and helps you make decisions that you probably should have made a long time ago. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, like I think that's what we're running into. So speaking of that, this just hit me. 
can we add a step to that process? What's that? Because our process is analyze, adjust, repeat, right? Okay, yeah. Can we add manage to the end? Sure. So that we can call it arm. (laughs) (laughs) After my favorite episode from The Office. The Office. (laughs) Yeah. Assistant to the assistant (laughs) regional manager. Yeah. I watched The Office last night. I have no doubt that you did. I love it. No doubt I it. love it. Yeah. It's a good show. This is a great show. Yeah, Arm is my favorite episode. I think I I really wrestle it out. Uh, I watched Dinner Party the other day too, but none of that has anything to do. I with would it. love to do a podcast <laughs> about the office. About the office. We have a new studio. We can do it. Because <laughs> <I laughs> that's what we need. To I, do love free time. I love that. Right. It's, <laughs> it's such, another podcast. Such an amazing show. Well, Michael Scott, man, he's something. Oh, gosh. Mm. So, anyways, uh, yeah, coming off a, a powerful Sunday, man. It's been a good time. Shout out to all those that are watching us uh, and listening. If you're in podcast land, I know Justin already talked to those watching on Facebook, but you know, if you're in podcast land and and uh, you want to send us an email. Or tweet us, man. Feel free to do that. We'd love to hear from you. Um, For sure. Answer some questions uh, on the podcast and yeah. kind of go from there. So That's it. So, yeah. we uh, th- This whole series has been good. I've enjoyed this series. I really have. Yeah. I like it a lot. Focus. It's been very good. Yeah, and it's been it's been helpful for us. I think you know, just getting feedback for going into next year, and it's been helpful to how we're praying through next year and and seeing you know um, based on feedback and what people are telling us. Obviously, how the the spirit leads us. I mean, that's number one. The Holy Spirit leading us, you know. But based on that, you know, it's helpful to hear feedback of like, oh man, like this is the area I've been dealing with, or this is right. what I've been struggling with, and uh, and so getting that feedback that we've been getting throughout this series is like, okay, like that's super helpful going into next year as we pray through what next year is going to look like and some of those things. Um, you know, really locking into to how God's going to lead us and what series we're going to go into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure, it's going to be good. So, um, still. <clears throat> we talked about, and this isn't new. If they've been at TC for a while, they've heard this before. But you know, we talked about in Joshua one seven through eight um, how uh, God kind of. This is just a, a prime example of in the Bible where God does a number of things, and so. What we didn't get a chance to talk about on Sunday because we had so many things we were talking about is how God is a covenantal God, mm. right? Um, you know, is that he gives us so many examples of if you do these things, then you get these things. Yeah. And I don't mean get these things from like a prosperity standpoint. That's that's not really <laughs> that's not really what we're talking about. More of a covenantal standpoint. Like when when we do these things, it means we're sowing. And so then when we sow, like we reap and that's either good or bad, right? Like if you sow, um, if you're constantly sowing into your spirit negativity, we've all, we all know friends that we have or have had that are constantly negative. And the more you're around them, the natural tendency is to become negative, right? Right. Like you're, you're digesting it. It's eventually going to start coming back out. Mm -hmm. And so, man, we really looked at how if we do these things, God says these things will come from it. I believe that it does affect our finances. You know what I mean? Like it's what we've talked about with tithing before, you know what I'm saying? It's like people like, I can't afford to tithe. It's like, well, no one can afford to tithe until they start. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you know, um, you know, so it's, it's one of those things that it just doesn't make natural sense. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, and that's what I said. We said, I think this past week or the week before it's like, neither does gravity 
But yeah. if I jump off this stage, like I'm, I don't have to understand it for it to work. And that's how the covenants with God, tithing and others, that's how they work. Like, yeah. you know, they, they, they tend to set into that type of motion where we're constantly in this covenant with God, where, um, he helps us and leads us and guides us and does all those things. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's helpful. So, uh, we looked at different things. So it, there was actually a if and a then for every week in the series. So week one, um, Justin, you remember what week one was on? Um, rest. No, that was week two. That was week two. Let me look at the notes then. <laughs> starts what? with a B. It starts with a B? Yeah. Boundaries. Oh, boundaries. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, one yeah. that was a little different. So yeah, that's yeah. What, <laughs> I think it was the one that got the most um Oh yeah, feedback. I remember boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about boundaries and we talked about the idea of like if you create boundaries, then Jesus can help you get healthy. And a lot of times like we're not creating any boundaries in our life. Yeah. We're not creating limitations on what we do and don't do, where we will and won't go, what we will and won't allow. But then we're praying that Jesus would like give us optimum health, either emotionally or physically. It's like we don't create boundaries on a on our on working out or what we digest, but we want God to give us like optimum right. health. And it's like, that right. doesn't work. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And then, right. Hey God, please make, keep me healthy. Yeah. And, and like, well. I, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm on a health journey too. Right. And it's that's, like, that's like, I like people pray for they eat. Like, let this be nourishment to my body. Like, it's like it's the, a big Mac. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1200 calories. Like, <laughs> it was a, it I don't was, think, I don't think that's how that prayer is supposed to work. It just, just magically like become right. like a carrot in your, right. in your throat. Who was it? Was it Tim Hawkins who who made the who made the joke about that? Tim Hawkins, the Christian I comedian. I don't know, but that's where he was talking about. Where he was like, where he used to pray at um, those fast food restaurants. He's like, Lord, made make this French fry turn into a carrot on the way down. I yeah. did not know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not steal that joke. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's like yeah. making a nourishment to our bodies. It's like, well, it's. It's, it's gonna funny. be something, yeah. But yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's like there's there's this idea of if so we create boundaries in our life, then you take it to the emotional world, right? Like people that constantly rob you of energy and all those things. It's like you, at some point you got to create boundaries, mm-hmm. and if you create boundaries, then you are creating a healthy environment that Jesus can bring health, whether it's emotional or physical or whatever, yeah, um, into your world. And um, and then week we, number two, we have a role to play. Yeah, we exactly yeah, you know. in all of these things yeah, we have a role right. to play. We we think Jesus is just going to like wapoof us with uh, all, all of these things where you know health, um, what, rest. Wh- say that again. Wapoof. 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 Yeah, oh. you never heard that before. No, I've never heard it that way. Wow. Me either. Wow. You guys grew up in some different churches, I guess. Well, is that a you can say that's that a, that's a church uh, word? I don't know. Wapoof? I got it from. I, as a matter of fact, like. It was a, it was something that my old worship leader used to say all the time, and now uh, it's like ingrained in my head. I've never right. heard that. He, she used to say like like God's not just gonna whoop you with talent. Like you have to work. You know, He's not just gonna whoop you with. Anointing. I wish he'd whoop me a talent. Yeah, a musical talent. A musical. Well, yeah. you play the guitar a little bit. Play I do. Yeah. And you play a, a little bit of drums. Very little. <laughs> it's been a while since I played drums, like a long while. So yeah. he says that if you create boundaries, then Jesus can help you get healthy. And number two, we talk about the idea that if. If you see Jesus as your source, then you can rest. Then you mm-hmm. can rest, mm-hmm. right? And that's how we 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 think that rest comes from getting, but rest doesn't come from getting. As a matter of fact, an argument could be made that rest actually comes from giving. Mm. 
So the idea that if you look to Jesus as your source and you become more generous when you realize how much has been given to you, then you can rest. Um, then number three, uh, if you bring Jesus into your storms, then he can give you peace. That's true. Right. And uh, True statement. Yeah, boundaries and peace was like the two biggest sermons we've gotten feedback on, but no doubt. Um, for sure. And then this past Sunday, uh, had the idea of creating, like living a life of fulfillment and the idea if that if we start focusing on an eternal impact today, all right, if we start focusing on an, an eternal impact tomorrow, then Jesus can bring abundance today. And the more we start focusing on like, man, how we're going to live in a way that creates a legacy, creates fulfillment, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, can we live a life where we're giving more than we're focused on getting, right? right? Like, that's kind of what we're talking about. And, and when, the more we do that, the more we're setting ourselves up for a fulfilled life. Like, we all know people who are chasing the dollar, right? Right. Like, we can all think of someone in our own personal life that's chasing the dollar, and it doesn't matter how many of them they get, they never feel like they got enough. It's true. Mm. And true fulfillment is actually is actually rooted in how much of a difference you're making in the lives of tomorrow and other people a lot more than the rest. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about what you can get. Fulfillment is actually found in what you can give. And that's what we kind of dealt with on Sunday. So, um, yeah. So we'll jump down. And there's a few things we're going to talk about that are coming up events at TC. But we'll mention this at the end of the podcast. So, um because we did talk about this idea that serving God should be a delight, not a duty, right? We talked about how church should be enjoyed and not endured, um, and and how it should be part of our desire to do those things. So, Justin, you, we've already talked about this on the podcast before. Grew up Catholic. I did. How often did you go? Oh, uh, not very. <laughs> like, no, like not a very. Christmas, Easter kind of thing. Yeah, or, I mean, we would is go. Easter a Catholic thing? Like, do. Is yeah, like mass oh yeah. big at Easter? I would oh think yeah. so. I just... Yeah, yeah. And like Christmas Eve is big. Like they have Christmas Eve candlelight services. Okay. Like at midnight type thing. That's kind of a thing. You okay. Midnight on Christmas Eve, you know, right when it turns to Christmas and candlelight services, stuff like that. Um, I can see you like rolling your eyes through the whole thing. Were you like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're just like, mom. It wasn't mom, it was dad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad, can we please? <laughs> yeah, dad Dad um grew up he he still really likes it. He likes the he likes the traditional aspect of a of a Catholic mass, you know. Okay. He likes that kind of the up down, uh, up down, up down. Not that, but even just <laughs> how the it's it's you know, it hasn't changed much, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously the 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 personality of the priest is just like a pastor, you know, some are a little more, you know, so there, there, there's little parts of the, of the mass of the service that, um, I guess, depending upon how good the priest is, I say good, um, could be maybe more lively or, or something, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, you know, when they're doing the scripture reading and that type of thing and his little piece where he kind of does a little, I say sermon, but nonetheless, but my dad grew up Catholic. He, he always enjoyed, he was an altar boy when he was a kid. And so he's in the, we just didn't go very often. I got um, you. So couple times a year on a good year maybe i mean we weren't like i wouldn't we didn't consider ourselves devout catholics or anything <laughs> yeah. you know yeah that was just your response to me whenever i tried to, get to go to church <laughs> that was my way to not go to church <laughs> yes. for everyone else <laughs> i'm good i'm, I'm good. catholic yeah so <laughs> John, so but you got saved at 21 no it was like 22 23 okay. i can't i can't remember i think it was i think it was the week before easter of of let's see, oh eight. 
let's see, 2005, I would have been 20, 21, 22. It was like, it was like Easter of 08, I think. Okay. The Sunday before Easter of 08. Gotcha. I think is what it was. Okay. May have been 07, but I think, I think it's 08. I'm trying to remember. And that's the same church that you met John in. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right because, and uh, I was 16 in 08. Yeah. Well, you're. Yeah, I, I think it had to be oh eight, not oh seven. So yeah, that's yeah. when I was. That's that's the first. That's not the day I got to say. That's the day I started going to church. Okay, I remember the day I, I was invited yeah. and went. Okay, and it was the week before Easter. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah. That's where we and John met. So old Johnny boy. John was just a yeah. little. John was just a wee little lad. We John was just lad. chasing a girl. Wee little lad he was, was he? he uh, yeah. He actually captured her. <laughs> yeah, he did. It's his <laughs> wife now. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I dated her before I had started going to the church. Yeah. yeah. So. The the stipulation was you date me, um, and you have to go to church. Yeah, and I was like, this is not an advertisement for missionary dating. Guys. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, and I was usually like, it don't work. Yeah. Well, the thing that it was perplexing because oh, what ended don't, up don't use big words. Like what, <laughs> <laughs> what ended up happening was she 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 didn't act like she was someone who went to church. Oh, right. Throwing her business out there. Well, she didn't. She, I mean, she knows that. I mean, she was, she was nice and everything, but she didn't really fully act like she was somebody who went to church. I was used to all these people who were like super judgmental, you know, always oh, walking up to the, the person, like expecting them to like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I do. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, that was, that, that was, uh, that was a stipulation and her mom wouldn't let us date unless I went to church and I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, okay. <laughs> I'll just go to church and we'll see how this goes. A year later, roughly, a little less than a year. A little less than a year. I want to say it was a little less than a year. Oh, I did a work on your heart. That 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 God really started to work on me. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I remember the first time I actually walked in there and like banjos and violins and fiddles and <laughs> and I was no, like, no, he's not kidding. I'm not kidding. No, he's not. So <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, it was. I was I I'm not kidding you. No, no, and all those instruments were the same guy. The same guy. <laughs> he would rotate. He would rotate. Come them. on. He would rotate them out. He would rotate a banjo, a fiddle, and a harmonica. Okay. Seriously. For real. For real. Seriously. Wow. That's and awesome. He would come to church. He would come to church. Walk in with all this in his hand. During the during praise and worship. Oh, so praise and worship is already happening. Already oh, started. Yeah. He would walk in. Oh, he sounds like a musician. Set set the stuff down <laughs> and then just pull the old fiddle out and, and get just, the just get to going. Get, get the strumming. And and uh you better not lock eyes with him when he walks in either, or else he'll give you an instrument. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're it, playing that, today. Yeah. He so, th- those are the ones he would rotate, but he would bring a he would bring a banjo, a guitar, a fiddle, a yeah. harmonica, and a mandolin. Wow. Oh yeah. And have them just like all sh- throw it over his shoulders, oh, yeah. like carrying like yeah, oh yeah. And he was good though. It was the pastor's dad. Uh, he was quite so a musician. He was yeah. quite a oh, musician. Oh, no, he was good. He was he definitely was, good. He was good on the fiddle. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, he was good. He knew what he was doing. It wasn't just like some podunk or anything. But, you he, know. He could play. He could play. Yeah. Coming from the alternative, you know, 90s rock in my ears all the time and then you know some screamo emo kind of stuff going on back in my teenage oh, days I have, of this i have no doubt and then you know like <laughs> i like screamo too though and then like i walk in and it's like um 
this is a joke, right? Yeah, right, right. You know, right. so. Where's the camera? You guys are pranking me. I thought me, the same right? thing my first Sunday. So. Yeah, but you were there before I came, I think. It, not very long. Like, uh, maybe two months? Yeah, y'all weren't there very long, but I remember y- y'all were yeah. there. Because I, I specifically know y'all had to be there because Kirk was there. I remember Kirk, yeah, my first yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, which is John's father-in-law. Yeah. So, uh, so the y'all's initial reaction like was was church endured or enjoyed for you? But honestly, I enjoyed it in, early on. It was so it, it was, was it was. But you're talking post Catholicism. You're talking like when you actually right. started, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when you started right. going to church. Yeah. yeah, I endured Catholicism and going to mass. Um, but it was it's so it's so weird how, this conversation because there was a time where even at the church that we, we got we both you know got saved in and met that I I really enjoyed it. And then there becomes a time where you're kind of enduring. And I think that's maybe with everybody. Seasons. Right. Seasons, yeah. you know. But I don't know if it was just at the time of my life or, you know, how every, everyone who takes their salvation serious, how they get in that season of life. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It could be the lamest church service ever, but because something happened to them, they think it's awesome. You right, know? right, right. Um, that type of thing. Um, and I, it was just – I. I wouldn't want to attend a church like that now. Not that there was anything wrong with it. It's just not my style. Right. right but right. at the at the time, it was what I needed, right. and I enjoyed it. And yeah. you kind of don't know different. I think and that's you don't know different. Yeah, yeah, you don't know different. For you, it was like Catholicism that. or this. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> like that. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Um, yeah. Because it, it wasn't that I had my eyes opened up to like other things. Is when we went to Birmingham to the basement when the basement uh, was yeah, a yeah, thing yeah. up in the Birmingham. Right. Um, and it was like. That was a whole young other, people yeah. and like Christian rappers. I didn't know that was even a thing. Like, right, right, um, right. Like you're so green to the whole world of Christianity. Like you think this is like it's, it's either it's either it's, yeah. priest in Catholicism or this, and went to the and basement. Banjos and fiddles. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, but it was cool. But we plugged in. I mean, like we made close relationships. Uh, some people in the church, like I served in the in the student ministry. John was in it, but you know the youth pastors and stuff that were there at the time, who we still know and have a relationship with. You know, you know Matt, and yeah, um, yeah, you know. Of course, I, I would say the, the the closest relationships in the longest, like John, me with John and their family and and all that. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was cool at the time. It was, it was a cool it. time. It was weird. I thinking back. I think I endured. For the first half before the Lord started really working on my heart. Because yeah. I was like... You were there for a girl. Yeah. Well, I was definitely there for a girl. But yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can keep going. Like, I didn't know that this was... Th- this is what church was. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but with all that being said... <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> I do, I do, and I'll give credit to to Matt Gaines for this because... Um, and Justin was there helping with it as well, which is nice. To have the younger... Um, the generation actually like do something at that church. And it was, it, it was, short, Matt was big about that. Yeah. And what Matt was good about, it's, um, we'll, we'll call, we'll shout him out. Matt, Pastor Matt, Matt, Gaines, Pastor Matt. is at a uh, pace uh, assembly of God. Um, he's, I think he's the, the young adults pastor there, him and his wife, Stephanie, they were the student pastor at this church. Um, Matt's got some crazy good musical talent. Yeah, he's he's a good musician. Um, he's fantastic drummer and a fantastic keyboard player. Yeah, I would say he shines on the keyboard. Um, really kind of spirit led when he's leading worship on keys. He's bad to the bone. He's bad. He's a really good drummer too. Anyways, he would he was able to spot like we he was assembling like our youth worship band. Gotcha. You know, it was him would play. He would play keys. His cousin Megan would sing. Mm-hmm. 
His wife Stephanie sings some. She sings pretty good actually, um, but his 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 cousin Megan was like our worship leader, and then he was trying to like fill the band. You know the past yeah. the pastor's daughter. Uh, what was her name? Andre, 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 whatever. Yes, uh, she, uh, she uh, <laughs> started playing it. guitar. Yeah. Um, you know, and that type of thing. So then uh, I started playing because it was like youth leaders and kids in this in the youth yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. We're just trying to fill this, make this band, and but that's how John was like. And then you started playing. You, yeah, that was the that was the catalyst for yeah. me coming in as a guitar player. Yeah, I think he. I think Matt was good about like, hey, just try this and trying to pull out some of these talents and stuff. And um, Justin and, showed me like two chords. <laughs> I showed him his first chords on the guitar, uh, and then I was like. All right, I'm gonna figure yeah, out how we, to do this. Can we talk about this, like this uh, <laughs> this hidden talent that most people at TC don't know John has in playing the guitar? Oh, John played John played guitar at our at the at last the, church yeah, we were at. Um, even as he was on staff, John's he played a great guitar, guitar, in the guitar player. Team. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, we we I may we may uh, have him get off his sandbagging his talent soon. <laughs> um. <laughs> John said, oh. Yeah. But, but you know, we had this, he started playing guitar. I was playing guitar and then, yeah. and then John started playing a little bit and I don't know if we both were playing at the same time ever. We did for a little bit. And then I was kind of like, eh. and then sometimes, <laughs> and, uh, what? we did a, we did a, um, we did a youth. It was Sunday night. We had Sunday night services, and one night was youth, like youth night, yeah. where the youth group led the, yeah. so all the youth men did praise and worship. Pastor Matt was, preach the message and like i'm playing guitar and then our drummer has to like leave in the middle of it yeah. like dips out like had to go to work <laughs> or something <laughs> and then so like we um i don't even know who was drumming he's just then. sitting there like the tall super tall skinny guy it was one of matt's friends <gasps> i, I do not and what's name. funny is what's funny is he's really good friends with ben stalter now yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's in the he's still, I think he still plays and all that. And yeah. Anyways, so like Matt's preaching, we're gonna go back into another song, and then I'm in the front row, and Matt's like, and I like when I say I play drums a little bit, I would go play on Matt's set. Like when I'd get to the church early on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I'd go straight from work. I'd get there like an hour and a half early or something, and before people, a lot of people were there, and I'd sit and I would I would play, mm-hmm. and then like as like Megan and them showed up and John was like getting gonna sound check, I would play along, but I never like play played. So, anyways, I'm standing there, and like we're in the middle of service, and Matt's like walks to the keys, and he leans over, he's like, "Hey, go get on the drums." And I was like, "What? <laughs> like, what? Like, no." Um, so yeah, and then I I, I played that song, but yeah, yeah, no, it was it was it was cool. It was it was a good time. Yeah, it was yeah. a good time in our in my early Christian walk. I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot of what you can do, shouldn't do, <laughs> what I didn't want to do. Yeah, yeah, or see yeah. or be, you know, like so. how you changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's dope. That's, that's, uh, that's, I think the idea, and I think even like with what you guys are talking about, kind of the common thread that you guys are talking about even has to do with like, um, it, it, it wasn't monotonous. It was something you enjoyed. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's plenty of times that I think in our walk with the, like church is something that you can endure. It's not something you love. It's, you you know, you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, you know, um, But um, the one thing that I hear from both of you is that you enjoyed it more when you were active more. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. You know what I mean? And uh, I think for a lot of people, like, they're waiting for this switch to get flipped in their life where it's like, okay, now I'm going to enjoy this. And it's like, you'll enjoy it when you participate. But if you take a step back, think of all the areas of your life that that's true. Mm. 
That's yeah. like like it, relationships and marriage. Well, it's the idea of of the grass is greener, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like people, like you're somewhere, even like with a job or a relationship, like, and at some point you start, you see these other relationships, you see other people with their jobs, and you're like, man, they got it good. I'm gonna, I need to go over there. And it's like, man, the grass ain't green on the other side. Yeah. Grass is greener where you water it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like that whole thing. So I, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you think about, you know, like marriage, you, you know, like you're, you're for, you know, John, myself, like the, your marriage is better when you're active in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if yeah. you, if you don't care about the person, like if you're not actively loving that person, if you're not trying to do things for that person, then your marriage can get stale. Right. If your job, if you're not trying to get better at your job, if you're not actively trying to do more, uh, then you naturally like it gets stale and you know, religion, church, all those things, it all falls in the same line, man. Like yeah. we have to, we, there's a, there's a pursuit, there's an activity, there's a necessity to those things. Um, where that's, that's where joy comes from. That's when you enjoy it the most is when you're active. So absolutely. Um, you know, in Philippians, uh, two thirteen. In Exodus thirty five twenty one and, and so many scriptures throughout the Bible, like God really goes out of his way to talk about how like he can give us the desire and he can stir our hearts for things. Um, but like we have to have a willing spirit to want to be a part of something. We have to have this desire to do something big or to do something great. And, um, you know, it's all connected to when we talk about activity, the reason we're active in something is because we kind of bought into the why, you know, um, and Justin and I are big Simon Sinek fans. Am I? <laughs> and uh, finally get the same in person. Yeah, that's his. That's his message, man. Is this idea of why? And I think a lot of Christians have lost track of their why. They've lost track of why they do whatever it is that they're doing. It's like, why do you? Or uh, never even knew. Or never. That's true. Yeah, that's true, man. I think that it's this idea of like. So think about it like this: Why do you do whatever it is that you do? You know. Um, and I was talking to, uh, Karen about this uh, a couple weeks ago about this idea that like, I, like I, I'm the type of person I'm not saying I'm the greatest. So th- this hear what I'm saying and don't hear what I'm not saying. I, I'm the type of person where, wherever I'm at, if it's pastoring a church or if it's leading an organization, which I've done both, like I'm going to strive to be the best I can be at it. I'm never going to eat when I worked a corporate job that I did not care for at all. I was still striving to be the best at it Yeah. because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure that it's like I, the, the whole adage of like, hey, I'm just going to work today cause I got to pay my bills. Like that sounds like a miserable life to me. <laughs> like no doubt. I, and, and it's not a, it's not a, you don't do that to be the best. I, it's not an ego competition no, thing. No, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it could be, yeah. and maybe sometimes. Listen, if thinking of something as a competition helps you in accomplishing goals and, and stuff, and I do that sometimes, and do that, <laughs> you know. But um, sometimes yeah. I think people would hear that and think it's about like it's not about ego. No, it's 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 about um like why wouldn't you? I, I think it's about, I don't understand that part, but yeah, to me it's about dry. It's about um, it's about life. You know, I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to look back over 10 or 20 year time span and be like, you know, just, I'm just doing, I'm just doing whatever I was doing. Like, 
miserable. Yeah, like I want to. I want to live a like I want to live a life that's worth living. And I think so many people lose track of that. It's like I ah, just you know just doing the grind, just working. I'm like, uh, all right. I, I just I don't want to get old and regret anything. Yeah. Like, and some stuff is so simple. It's not like it's big stuff. Like I re- like. I don't know, like, or imagine like what could have been yeah. either regret or feeling like what could have been. Like, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, now granted, there's a few jobs that are an exception to this, but by and large, most companies you're a part of, if you become really good at what you do, it's not hard to get promoted to do more. Like it's not hard to get, you, you, like, I know people right now, who are working a job and they don't like what they're doing at their job, but there's a promotion available. Right. Right. So they're like, Oh, I would love to be in that position. I don't like this position. I would love to be in that position, but they're not making the connection to, you got to be the best at this position to get to that position. They're like, so they don't have the drive to be great here. They just want to be there. And it's like, you do realize like you got to, like <laughs> you got to do something here to get there. Like you don't just get right. it. Like, and, and- no one just so, hands you this. And I hate to say this. Y'all know I like to start a statement, <laughs> like, some, a statement like that. But if you can't even see that, right, you don't deserve the, the whatever's up there. Right. To me. To me. If you can't even, like, if that, if, if I almost fathom that. Right. It just, yeah. man. I mean. Now, now, now take that into what we do yeah. as, a, as a Christian. You know, I hate to use the word like deserve in the Christian talk, but man, it's yeah. like, or sometimes, and, and I, I'm guilty. I've been a part of church. We just talked about a couple, uh, you know, I've been part of, uh, of church even before maybe you take it as serious as you did, or because we're all humans, you see something and you think, I don't, I don't like that, or I don't like it and I don't know why they do it. Or yeah, maybe there's a really a need, like I wish we had, uh, you know, like if you're, say you're in your young twenties, like I wish we had a young adult ministry. No one yeah. does anything for us. Yeah. Like, man, we're talking about opportunity. Yeah, yeah, Now, that yeah. doesn't mean you may not be able to just go start something, but maybe you can. Maybe you they're can waiting start, yeah. for, for someone to say, you know, we need to do something. and Become the initiator to help, whatever it takes, you know what I mean? But it's the idea of just being, like, whatever you're going to put your hands to, be the best at the person that puts their hands to it. You know what I mean? Right. And even if you want to see change, it's like, be the catalyst that creates change. Like, I... It, it To me, it's just, it's a, it's a concept of, like, man, you got to be willing if you're not willing to be the best, don't expect the blessing or the benefit or whatever that comes from doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like John, I think about you, you know, like you're, you're someone that I see constantly honing their craft to be better. Yeah. And I think the creative department is one of those ways where you can see if people are getting better at what they <laughs> right. do or right. if they're not like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all know creatives that like, for, for example, I, I think of myself as a creative, but I've also had to let go of that. So for me to do more creating, I have to get back into a realm of looking at looking and learning and developing that that skill again, because it's not hard to see like, okay, they haven't learned anything new. Mm-hmm. So that's a very tangible thing, you know? Um, and even Justin, like I think about conversations we've had when you were part of other organizations where, you know, like, you were at this state of like, man, I feel like, I feel like I need a change. I feel like, you know, I feel like we're stepping into a season where change is necessary. And, but you, you, you wanted to see change there, 
but you weren't sure how it was going to happen. And like my response, you know, remember my response to you, which was like, well, then you, st- if, if that's where you're going to be, you got to be the best there. Yeah. Like you can't, all of us want to be somewhere else or do something else. But if you're there, then you got to be the best there. Like you can't, don't let your, don't let your passion and don't let your execution dwindle into where you become bad at what you're doing just right. because you wish you were somewhere else or yeah. you wish you had a better version of whatever you have. Like that's, good. that's not an option. And I think so many people wish they had a better job or they wish they got a promotion at their job or they wish they whatever. And it's like, you know, or even in the church world, pastors wish they preached at bigger churches or they wish they're whatever. It's like, well, if you if you don't realize that getting better is the step to getting bigger. Like, so you want a bigger promotion, you want a bigger salary, or you want a bigger church, or you want a bigger opportunity, get better. Right. Because getting better is what gets you bigger. Yeah, everybody that's, anything that's big was once small. Yeah. I mean, the largest churches even, if it's, if it's about numbers, which it's not, but right. there are pastors like, I want to be bigger. Now, we know a lot, we talk about growth and bigger, and we want to be bigger because we yeah. feel like we're impacting people, you know? Yeah. Um, but even some of the largest churches in the country, like we know we're connected to one. Yeah. They started with 300 people, their first service. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Which is not tiny. Right, right, um, right. But, you know, 300 people. And well, they started with a launch team that had seven. Right. You it's know like, what I'm saying? Like, like right. there are steps to getting there. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is I think what we all, what you find, and that's what I wish, I wish I could like implant this mindset into people, but I can't. So it frustrates me because what people will find is – the, the fulfillment actually comes from getting better, not from getting bigger. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the when, when you finally realize, like, you know what? There is no end destination on this. Like, there's no, there's no job that you're going to get that you're finally going to go, okay, now I feel like I've arrived. Right. Because as soon as you get what you think is important, there's something else that seems even bigger. <laughs> like, before you realize it, before you know it, you realize, hopefully you realize, and if you never realize this, you live in a constant world of chasing. Yeah. But if you, if you don't soon realize that getting better is, is the destination, being better tomorrow than you were today is the destination. You know, like I woke up this morning and I, I put in three miles before I came to work, uh, uh, walking and jogging because like today I got to be better than I was yesterday. And that's like, it's not about some destination. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to have a six pack cause I love food too much, but, <laughs> but there's like a, there's this journey towards health that I want to take. And I don't know that there ever will be a destination. I don't know. If there's ever anything that I'll get to It's like, I'm just going to continue to be on this journey because b- getting better is the process. Like the right. process is to- what we fall in love with, not the destination. Totally agree. And I think some of his expectation, I think, yeah, I think some, I, let me see, think about how to phrase this. I, I had a conversation this weekend with all my family that was in town. Lots of family in town. Um, it was really cool, though. But, like, I was having a conversation at the birthday party for my grandfather with my little stepbrother, who's a senior in high school, and he's looking at colleges and all that. He's got a 4.7. He's smart kid. Really smart. Um, you know, he wants to do engineering of some kind. But when we were talking, he was like, yeah, I just, I don't really know what I want to do. Like, everything seems so boring. I was like, bro it's a job like what do you think we're out here just like like <laughs> yeah. just chilling all day at work i mean and i, and I think some of that is like <clears throat> the idea of fa- fall in love with what you do you'll never work a day in your life that type of stuff that's all great that sounds good um and even us like i love what i do 
But there are some days I love it less. Yeah. There are some days it's like, if I could stay home today, I would because maybe I'm tired or I'm just, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. there, that's why there's yeah. got to be this this rhythm to life. There's got to be, um, it's it's, a- it's work. Like what we do is work. It's ministry, but it, it is, a, I say work as a job. And there are times where you got to disconnect from it and you need a yeah. hobby. You like to play video games and stuff. And you do that with some people in our church. Like it's a form of, of this, esca- a- escapism. 100%. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or like if you like to read or like whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. you know, but it's like, yeah, I, I no don't, doubt. sometimes I think what I was getting at with my, like talking to my little stepbrother, I think sometimes people have this just, um, and I don't know if school does it or like the idea of this quote unquote American dream of like, it's just at some point it's like, he's like, everything just sounds so boring. I kind of like that. I was like, well, I mean, it's a job. Maybe, maybe yeah. you don't like engineering. And everyone you come in contact with tells you you should be an engineer because you're a four point seven, and you don't want to look at numbers and coding or whatever engineers do all day. Yeah, like right. you need to yeah. face that reality. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe and diagrams. Maybe and, you want to yeah. draw all day. Yeah, and right. if you truly want to be happy, no matter how smart you are, and could yeah. be a great engineer when it comes to that. But so it's like you got to find. But drawing's not going to make you any money, right? Most likely. Right, right. So you want to be broke and happy, or do you want to go put in 40 hours a week and make a decent living and then draw on your off time? Like, I don't I think, know. You got to figure that out. That, I think that's where people get it so wrong. Right. It's because I don't think, like, and I think that Instagram and social media has fooled people into thinking that the perfect life exists. Shoot. Because I don't think it does. Nah. And so I think people look at, like, Instagram and some of these things, and they, they think that this perfect life is out there where it's like, I, I could be perfectly happy doing whatever and it's like man i don't think that exists right and, but moreover like for example for your brother or whatever it's like what is so you know bringing it into a tangible world i was talking to a young man about this the other day and he's like i wish that i could just be on the mission field like he wants to be overseas all the time yeah and i was like then do that and he's like well i got a family so i can't do that but he's a smart kid kind of like your brother's uh, and i say kid he's in his mid-20s um and he's super smart. I mean, he makes good money for his age. And I said, you know, he's like, I, I, I can't do that. He said, I'm going for a promotion right now where I'm going to make, you know, he's going to be like in the 150K a year Ooh. range, mid-20s. And so wow. I was like, bro, listen. I said, what if you never made 150K a year? What if you only made 50 and you could do that making two days a week, working two days a week or two weeks out of the month? And every month you could take two weeks and go overseas. You got plenty of money. Like, I was like, because that's an option. Like, it's not an either or. And if yeah. being overseas all the time is your goal, maybe that's unrealistic. Like, so the perfect life is this. So maybe working one third of the time you are talking about working so to be able to afford all the things that you need to afford to take care of your family and be overseas, maybe that's the perfect life. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's this it's this idea of not balance, but just fulfill. Like, where can you find fulfillment, and how can you get there? But like having the American dream, but also doing these things, maybe you can't do all that. So, how well, do you make how do you make it work for you? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, and you know your priorities and even desires, what you want shifts when you get a wife and family. Man, we yeah. talked about this before. I mean, I <laughs> I want to tr- I, I would like. What if you want to travel the world? Yeah, but you decided to fall in love and get you now got a baby. I was gonna say you got somebody pregnant. It sounded really bad, um, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but, yeah, definitely. So, so yeah. now you you can't do that. Like, yeah. Well, and it's I, I mean I, I had a conversation with 
I'm not going to say who their names were. I had a conversation with a young couple the other day. Um, like, old boyish trying to get his, uh, deg- what was his degree in? Can't remember. Doesn't matter. It might make it obvious who I'm talking about. Um, so, he's trying to get his degree. Um, and his his wife uh, just got done with nursing school. Okay. Okay. So, she's about to go into a program where she's working ridiculous hours. <laughs> he's getting his degree where he's going to be working ridiculous hours. And it's like, it sounds to me like y'all might not be ready to be married or y'all need to pick different work fields. <laughs> right. Cause it's like, you want to be a nurse and you want to be an engineer. So none, so you, you guys want to get married, but then you never want to see each other for the first five years of your marriage is what you're telling me. Or very little. And then we wonder why marriages are falling apart. Right. It's like either have the husband and the wife or have the career you're talking about. But sometimes you don't get both. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's everything to is, is circumstantial and context matters. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I, I you, disagree with you. With this particular couple. That may not be the case for uh, right, every right. couple, but I'm talking about them. You know, it could be you got to find the rhythm that you're both comfortable with, you know. Yeah. If if it, like if both of your love language is quality time and that's the scenario, quality time and physical touch and that's the scenario, but you only see each other, you know, 45 minutes a day. Yeah. We might have problems. And right. and let me add, I'll add the layer. So because this isn't the case for every person in this particular couple, we're dealing that both of them have you know, sincere insecurity issues from past relationships. Mm. Like they both have trust issues. I'm like, so let me get this straight. Y'all both <laughs> trying to work 12 hour shifts and not see each other. Except for one hour a night, three times a week, and you think that's going to work in your marriage, Hard. and it's like you need to figure out what it is you want yeah. because what you're what you're saying you want and the decisions you're making aren't lining up together. Right? You know what I mean? So it, what are they supposed to do? One supposed to just dip out on? That I don't. Video? I can't tell them. What I can tell <laughs> yeah. them is because uh, you know what I mean. It's as a pastor and as a friend, my job is to look after them and their marriage more than their careers. Yeah, right. right. So it's like you need to figure out what you want in your life and in your marriage. Um, you've already said I do, so you need to make better choices on careers to keep this marriage intact. I mean, we've been in, we're, yeah. I've not been a pastor that long. We haven't been in ministry that long in comparison to other pastors who have been in it for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. And I've already seen far too many young people get divorced strictly because of career choices. Mm. That's, a, yeah. that's and, something. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when... Little 23-year-old nurse girl, like, uh, attractive young woman starts working for rich doctor, and she's around him 12 hours a day, and he starts hitting on her. With some Grey's Anatomy type stuff going on. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, he starts hitting on her, and he starts giving her what she's not getting at home because they both pick career choices that don't let them see each other. that's true. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't, Mm. it's like, man, you got to make better choices for what it is you actually want in your life. Yeah, it just comes down to priorities. It does. And it, that's what I was getting. If, at, this Instagram dream that the perfect life exists. Yeah, and if their their job is more of a priority than their marriage, then that's just the way it's going to end up being. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I say is it's like, man, you know, I, I tell people all the time, it's like the, you know, the the ministry is never more important than my marriage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it can't be. It it can't be. But far too often, the dream that we have in our mind is what we chase more than the things that we've said yes to, you know? And it's like, it reminds me of like, yeah, you let your yes be yes. And your no be yo type thing. Like, like if it choose, pick the thing that you want to pursue after 
and I would even, I'll even say pray about and then pick the thing you want to pursue after, right? And then live a life of fulfillment. But here's the thing, right? Whatever we, we we're going to give ourselves to something. Yeah. You're, you're mm-hmm. going to give yourself to something. What is it that you're going to give yourself to? And getting back to what we talked about on Sunday is what you're going to give yourself to going to give you enough fulfillment that it was worth living a life for it. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because we get to give that way. We talked about Sunday, this idea that we get to give and, and we gave, you know, we'll, we'll give you the list, but <clears throat> we, uh, we get to give financially. We get to give of our time. We get to give of ourselves. We get to do that. But if, if we are living a life where we're unclear on what our goals are, it becomes very hard to see a vision for something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. If we're not, if we're in a constant state of not being happy about where we are, it's really hard to see down the road, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, we got to reconcile, like you got to fall in love with the process of becoming who God's called you to become and not fall in love with the destinations of a life that you think you're chasing after. You know, so, but we'll rattle these off for you real quick. You can go listen to the sermon from Sunday if you want the full thing. But this idea that we get to give first because Jesus gave to us first. Jesus gave to us first, right? So, like, we get to give because, like, man, when you think about the model of generosity, I think Jesus models it best because he gave his life for us, right? Right. Um, John Bonnell says, if one first gives himself to the Lord, all other giving is easy. You know, it's yep. like if if we've given our whole life to him, then giving financially or otherwise becomes not that big a deal. Right. You know, um, so then number two, we get to give because it is more blessed to give than to receive more blessed to give than to receive. Right. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give, says Mr. Winston Churchill. Um and we get to give. Who's in that TV show that we talked about yesterday? Yes, he is. Uh, so. I was talking about it yesterday, too. <laughs> uh, we get to give because. Um, I'm in covenant with God and with you. Yep. And so um, this idea that I love the idea that when we're giving together, um, we're able to do more just by doing it together. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, none of us are as good as all of us. And so. Staying connected, and then number four, we get to give because... Uh, one day we get to hear Jesus say, well done. Yeah, one day we get to hear Jesus say, well done. And I think that's it. I, that's and, the goal. Yeah, and when you think about it, man, like when you really think about how many of us are living life with that day in mind, really. Yeah, that's good. Like, and I know we can all lose track of that, so I don't mean to have that with like a judgmental tone. That's not That's not what I'm trying to do. I think it's just like, I think it's a, it's a good assessment. How many of us are living life in a way that we are thinking of that day, you know, because we're thinking about, you know, I, I talked to an, uh, I talked to a guy the other day. He's like, yeah, we just, we don't go to church much because that's our only family day. I'm like, what else should you be doing with your family? Right. Sir, yeah. right. <laughs> like, hey, what church do you go to last all day? Yeah, well, that too, but it's, I mean, like, yeah, bro, like, you come at nine, you're 10 30, you dip out. Like, what's like, the problem? <laughs> well, some churches you may get there at well, nine yeah. and leave at 12 30, yeah. but, but nonetheless, it's like, you know, I just, you know, they're like, he's, he was just saying, that's just our only family day. I'm like, is there a better thing that you should be doing with your family than spending time with the Lord together? Let me answer that for him. No, no. Like, you know, so I was just kind of, I was like, 
jolted a little bit, you know, um, because it's this idea that there's more to this life than this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so anyways, it, it's this idea that we, we, we want to give our life to something, something bigger than ourselves and something that's going to last beyond us, you know, um, transcendent need, man. Yeah. Yeah. I Living mean, life beyond ourselves. Everybody's got that. Yeah. That's what you, you believe in Jesus or believe in God or not. Every, that's in everybody. It's in everybody. You know, yeah. To be a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. So yeah, we got some awesome things coming up, man. We wanted to put on y'all's radar. So, um, you know, living a life of fulfillment. Um, there's some things coming up around the corner that we're excited about. We want to put on everyone's radar. A legacy offering is coming up some Sunday, December 8th. Yes, it is. Um, and so, man, we want to invite everyone. Even if you're listening on podcasts, you don't live in the Pensacola area, but you want to, you're saying like, man, I, I would like to attach to something. Like, I, w- I would love to give to something that's bigger than me. Um, we invite you to join us. You know, we're, so we give a legacy offering. Um, you can go to transformationchurch.com uh, and give on December 8th if you want to, if you want to partner with us in this. Um, all of the giving goes to five strategic areas, international missions, national missions, local missions, um, Jabin's Haven, which I'm excited about that launching for sure. Um, which is a, um, a, a 501c3 tax exempt organization. It's not with the church. It's separate. Um, where we're going to be giving to families of, of kids with special needs who, uh, insurance is skipping out on them or they can't afford the wheelchair for their kid or whatever it is. We're actually going to be helping pay for those things. So part of what we give in the uh, legacy offering is going to that. And then part of it's actually going to um, our building fund, which I'm super pumped about. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to give in that Sunday, December 8th, we're going to be doing it. We'd love for you guys to, to jump on board with us. Um, for those of you that are watching live on Facebook, we'll drop a link in the comments to where you can give uh, at transformationchurch.com. So, and then we got vision Sunday that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, so, um, on the third, sorry, second Sunday of November, had to think about it for a second (laughs) on the second Sunday of November, uh, we're doing vision Sunday. We're talking about dream again. We'd love for you guys to tune in for that and uh, come out. It's going to be a good time. Um, and then we got at the movies, November 17th and November 24th. Always an exciting time. (laughs) John's been, uh, John hasn't got any sleep for the last month, uh, working on church (laughs) church of the movies. Uh, but it's going to be a good time and we're excited about that. We would love for you guys to come out. I don't know if we're going to post those or not on Facebook. I don't know that we can. If we do, uh, we yeah. do. If we don't, we don't. So <laughs> yeah, last year we did we couldn't not. stream it. Yeah. I know we couldn't um, stream it, but we can't stream now. So that's irrelevant. Yeah. 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 So we'll have to see about that. So, but you may, you just got to come in person. Yeah. You got to yeah, come I mean, in person. Let's explain what it is. All right. Yeah. So, so church of the movies is, uh, where we take, um, different movies. I mean, they're not, it's not like Christian movies. They're just movies in general that have redemptive themes in them. Right. And we display how God works in our lives through the story of the movie. Um, and so we have two movies this year. One is Remember the Titans. Come on. Which is going to be really good. It's a good movie. On. Yeah. And we're, the focus on that is uh, this idea of perseverance. Um, and so the redemptive theme of perseverance. Uh, and then the second one is The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Which I forget how funny it is until we start watching you watch it again. It, it is Tim, hilarious. Tim Allen. He is just something else. Yeah. So uh, we're doing both of those November 17th and November 24th. We'd love to see you guys come out. It's going to be a good time. So um, definitely roll through for that. Uh, And then Christmas at TC, 
December 22nd, December 23rd. We got two morning services on the 22nd, Christmas by the Bay on the 23rd. Uh, so we'd love to see people come out to those as well. Christmas, some, by, Christmas by the Bay is our um, service downtown yeah. Pensacola. Candlelight service. Candlelight, Candlelight service, service yeah. downtown Pensacola at the um, Community Maritime Park Amphitheater. Yep. yep. It'll be our second annual. Second annual. Second annual. Hey, second annual. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be cool this year. Yeah. yeah. It was cool last year. It's going to be cool this year. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're super excited. So, I uh, mean, we'd love to see you guys come on to any of those things, but some great opportunities, you know, especially um, for for a different one. I mean, for, for, legacy, for the legacy offering, there's a great opportunity to sow into something uh, financially. Um, for a Vision Sunday at the movies and Christmas at TC, there's a great opportunity to live beyond yourself by way of a getting someone else to come with you. So I invite you to invite someone else. Like, man, and when they come, like love on people, let's introduce people to Jesus. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, yeah, definitely, su- super pumped about that. Yeah, man. So, Jo, tell me where they can find more about the church. You can find us online at transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, hey, listen, we love you guys. We appreciate you. And, uh, man, we'll, we'll uh, be checking in next week. That's it. And so, hey, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Tune in for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.